0: Max, in this room, I'm hungry.
1: I do. Just reach the <laughs> front zipper of that briefcase, and you can have a uh, kind bar. Yep. Yeah,
2: don't look <laughs> in the back. Don't look in the back zipper.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's where. Just
2: don't look in the back zipper. You never know what DVD, you might find.
1: The DVDs. These are all back there. DVD. I don't want
0: to see any of that well what's going on fellas how you doing
1: good good
0: Jim, Jim and I are twinning today how cute are we
1: it's not like you're underwater
2: I wish I don't you know.
1: Know. Jim that's really rude
2: I know well, well I'm, I'm hungry, hungry. What, an, what an exciting few days we've had we're getting that something hey. like that is that, is well, that what's called going viral on Facebook? Is it?
1: <laughs> yeah, Facebook has been, uh, uh, social media has been pretty three or four days. Uh, um, Most of it was burned on by you, Jim.
2: Listen, I'm going to tu- tell you know, it's a month to go to Moscone. This is where it starts for me. So i <laughs> I've done a little bit. I've done a little bit of poking, but it's more of a warm up rather than the main event. It's,
1: there's plenty. There's plenty to come
0: out for sure. Yeah. Well, Jim, so. what's your thoughts as the as the European representative here? What do you think?
2: Uh, well, you know, the last podcast, I think it was the last one that I was on with you guys. That that um, I was in a bit of a rush, but I at the end of the before I went away, I said that my two picks would be. Jason Shaw and uh, and David Al-Qaeda. And uh, I posted on my Facebook profile weeks ago that that would be my choice, so I fully understand uh, Alex's choice. Just to mention one thing on that, uh, Malina Mike put on his uh, timeline, or somebody answered to it and said that they'd seen the podcast and they saw my, my reasonings for David Al-Qaeda and it made sense. And Melina suggested that I may have known who the picks were before I should have known I can promise everybody and guarantee you, I don't get that kind of information. Me and Alex, we talk about stuff, we discuss picks and stuff like that, but I find out who the picks are um, at the same time as everybody else does. Um, it just so happens that we kind of think the same. He's made six wildcard picks now in the three years. There's been one that I've disagreed with or one that was different from one of the ones. Funnily enough, that was also Feder. I had to put Federer in last year instead of Kachi. Um, but... I do not get that kind of information. We talk about stuff, we bounce ideas, or he bounces ideas off me, but I don't get to find out before everybody else does. So that's just nonsense in amongst a lot of other nonsense that's been going on. Yeah. But I think, I personally, I think if you pick Fedor, yeah, great. But I also
1: well,
2: yeah, see, I see 100% where he's coming from picking David. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, his, his argument for picking David, you know, has some logic for picking fetter would have had plenty of logic to it. His argument for picking three or four guys had logic to it. Um, you know, there, there were a lot of options. There's no doubt about it. I think, I think what social media and tilt was uh, the perceived the pick was or wasn't at least semi-directed. So, uh, in another podcast, uh, you know, admitted that he had had a conversation with him. suggested that he favor people who had ranking points over people who didn't. So, that opens up, to me, a whole can of worms that really didn't need to be open. And, <laughs> you know, they even understand the logic of saying, listen, we've spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into creating this sort of events that are part of this nine-ball pool, natural ranking system. You know, if, if they decide ahead of time, you have to play in 50% of these tournaments, considered even for the wild card, that would still open the field to, you know, 100 players understood that and it would have allowed more for transparency than looking like an
2: Does that make sense? Yeah, but a lot of it's kind of self-explanatory as well. I mean, if a lot of people were calling for Fedor to be a natural pick because he was top of the the as the AZ Billiard's um, uh, money ranking, but that but okay that 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 for me is I wouldn't say irrelevant, but it's not. It doesn't hold as much weight as your nine-ball ranking because that's the whole idea of having a nine-ball ranking. And it seems it seems to me quite obvious. I mean, a captain shouldn't have to be told. Wait a minute. We have our own, by the way we have our own ranking, you know. And I've also said before that I, I find at this stage of the picks, the ranking becomes slightly irrelevant. You've had your opportunity to qualify through the ranking and that's the top three. Now, those three guys, their ranking was based purely on the matchroom ranking. They didn't get any extra weight given to them on the basis of other tournaments outside of the nine ball ranking. So why should the Wild Guard get any extra weight on the basis of tournaments outside of the nine ball ranking? You know, let's say number four, let's say number four is only $500 behind number three, but snapped off a $20,000 one pocket tournament. Now, the guy that's, that's getting a wild card is being given the wild card because he came second in that tournament. But the guy who won it got nothing for it and it would have put him automatically in the top three. Did that make sense?
1: So it, 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 I, it does. It, it does, but to me, your, your assumption that people leading the AZ money list, and people may have said that, I think most people said that he's a better player, period. Nine ball, one packet, straight pool, whatever. So I think more, more people, they didn't pick the best player. Not, not it could than, be. You know, so, so it depends on which side, with not including one packet or fire table, whatever. Fine, I, I, I get that. So,
2: uh, I, I, also, I also see a, a lot of these people contradicting themselves as well. I mean, only like a week or two weeks ago, uh, Jason Shaw drills Shane Van Boning 120 to 80 playing nine ball using the matchroom nine ball break. And the first thing that a lot of people are jumping on was, well, he's not going to do him playing 10 ball like that. He, I bet he won't take on a, set, a big set uh, 10 ball. So they're obviously saying that 10 ball is a different game and that, the, the the nuances, the break perhaps, then favour Shane more. So Jason can't beat Shane like that playing 10-ball. But now Fedor beats David Al-Qaeda 11-1 playing 10-ball on a 10-foot and everyone's saying that's proof that he should be in the Moscone Cup playing 9-ball. And it's the same people saying that. The same people who said 10-ball's a different game are now saying it's the same and it proves that Fedor should be on the team. These are the kind of things that annoy me. You know, people contradicting themselves... When it works for them in one situation they use it when it doesn't work in another situation they don't use it you know and that kind of stuff starts to irritate me you know you either you know stand by what you say and stop going back and forward between you know it's all the same it's rotation and then when well, shane gets beat, when shane gets beat yeah but he doesn't have his 10 ball break well hold, which are, yeah on
0: on uh, on topics that annoy us for a thousand uh can you believe how, like, disrespected David al is getting out of all of this? I mean, the dude is a, a multiple world master champion. I mean, people are saying, like, they're picking Fedor, or they should have picked Fedor, like, David Al-Qaeda can't hold a pool key. I mean, the guy is an absolute monster pool player as well. And this is this is the this is the benefit that Europe has, right? I mean, if it's not this person, then it's this person. If it's not this person, then it's this person. And every single one of those players is... More worthy than any player on the US side. I, well, I, always I just. You. Yeah. Fedor's, yeah. The fan, Fedor's the fan pick, and I get that. Everybody really loves Fedor. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not like David al is like, oh my God, how did you ever pick that guy? He he's, has no reason to be there.
2: Well, you know what it is? And I mean, I was speaking to somebody today. I won't drop any names. And they likened this very much to. I mean, it's been talked about whether this is a political decision. And if you want to talk about politics, this whole kickback reminds me very much of the American political system and political races in the last years. As soon as people don't get what they want, they start shouting foul and abusing everybody, and it's all rubbish, and there has to be something going on behind the scenes, this isn't fair, recount the votes, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it just, it it was quite a funny analogy, and I thought, it is correct, it is the same kind of reaction. Everyone thinks there must be something stinky that's gone on. They can't just accept that somebody chose David because he felt that in that team he would fit better. I made my pick as David, nothing political about it, so it's maybe it's easier for me I, I wrote this on Facebook maybe it's just easier for me to accept Alex's decision because it's the same as what my decision would have been you know and my and there is no political bias whatsoever for me in making my choice so it's easier for me to accept that there was nothing involved in 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 Alex whether or not whether or not what Emily said to him about using a different ranking maybe that knocked. You know, you, you create a sort of a point system, pros and cons, if you're choosing two things, you know, and you have your pros for one, your cons for... Now, if one of the massive, big weighted points on the pro side of Fedor was his Azed Billiard moneyless ranking, but he was told he wasn't allowed to use that, when he removes that, then the, the balance is gone, and then it's all of a sudden, Al-Qaeda just seems like the, the natural selection, you know? Because he's just got more weight, he's got more points in in your head as to who you're going to pick, you know. Um, For me, that wasn't the case. I just picked, for me, I'll be honest with you, if FSR isn't in the team, then Al-Qaeda's not in the team. That was, for me, his experience and FSR. I openly said that and I stand by that. Uh, People say he doesn't need his handheld FSR. No, he doesn't. But... Just to two of them together, the atmosphere it will create with the rest of the team as well. It's going to be so bubbly and bouncy. They're going to be loving it, you know. And if FSR does have a tough day, you know, Jason Shaw's a monster at Moscone Cup. Did he, did he just walk straight into it and perform straight away? No. It took him a couple of years to learn how to play Moscone Cup and to learn how to control his emotions and to be able to balance the emotional side of it and the playing side of it. FSR could be the same. And if that does happen, who do you want standing there beside him? david okay and he never really let us down he's always played well he's always got his points he can play doubles with anybody it just seemed a natural pick to me and this whole conspiracy theory and everything going on on facebook and people blowing up and saying that you know i mean lately getting abused as well i've spoken to him and he's he's, you know he's he doesn't want to know what to make of it you know he just doesn't i mean he kind of I think we're all a little bit blown away by the fact that everybody in Europe, or ninety-nine percent of people that are interested in the European side of it, have just gone, oh well, yeah, kind of makes sense. And the Americans have just gone nuts. Wow. <laughs> it's understandable. Uh, They've got, but some of the stuff that's getting said in fake is ridiculous. Yeah, if, you're
1: go- yeah, if you're gonna
2: if you're going if you're gonna turn round, if you're gonna turn around and say, I think that Matchroom told Alex Laley not to pick Fedor. And then the very next day, you go on Facebook and say, Fedor should now come and play for the USA. Well, hold on a minute. It's not Europe that, that stopped them playing. It was Matchroom. So why would you go and play for the USA and just go on the other side and still play with Matchroom? You know, you're, you're, everybody just seems to be a little bit confused about what they think might have happened. And I don't think anyone, I, I think it's all... Well, it's I think at great. the end of the day, like,
0: Fedor is trying to become a US citizen, so that makes sense. But let me address something like so Mike and it takes I are both five
2: years. Both... It takes five years. People are saying that, that he's gonna be the pick for this year. That's why it's taken yeah, so yeah, long. But well, yeah, <laughs> these are the same kind of idiots that are making these assumptions and, and, and throwing out all these stupid conspiracy theories.
0: But let me address this. Uh, Mike and I are both in a hotel and we're working off the hotel Wi-Fi. And what we're what I'm finding out over the last couple of podcasts is Wi-Fi is just never works in hotel. So no you know this is what it is sorry about that guys this is the best we can do for now um we're at the international open so we can't really be anywhere else to do the podcast um as far as uh uh one of the things that you had said in there jim is um like i there was no there was nobody that was trumpeting uh fedor harder than me earlier than me and Like back in like July, I I was one who said on the podcast, I I would still pick Fedor even if he can't, even once the ban was lifted, I would pick Fedor right then and there because he's the best player. Uh, And that conveniently gave him the opportunity to have the runway of the U.S. Open. And what I said is in the U.S. Open going into that, like it's his to win, but it's also his to lose. And all he had to do in my mind was make a top 16 pick, maybe he'll get picked maybe he won't but i think the top 16 would literally get you in and what it ended up being was he lost to tyler who ended up getting announced and like if he loses to let's say bader al Aldawadi or uh Koping chung or something like that maybe he's still on the team but losing to tyler i think is what damned him to not get picked maybe it's true maybe it's not but in my mind i i just don't see how you can lose to tyler in a round of 64 and still get a spot
2: that's just kind of how i look at it going on the u.s open you know let's go back to this whole conspiracy theory that i mean there's a guy there's somebody in here called ronnie rose ronnie rose claims to know that alex was told not to pick him so and then says he still respects alex's pick which seems a bit weird but ronnie if you want to tell us exactly where you found this information from and who's told you that alex was told then we'd love to hear it um but let's say that let's all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the ban was lifted. Matchroom said, okay, we welcome you back with open arms, Fedor. Yeah? They even put Fedor, I believe, they put him on the as the on the on head poster for the entire US Open. He was on the main poster, I believe. So they've opened it back with welcome, welcomed arms. Okay, you're not allowed to wear the Russian flag. You wear the independent Olympic, whatever flag it is they call. But we welcome you back to matchroom events and you're allowed to play again. For me, they're... That, for me, shows that they've drawn a, a line under it and said, it's for us, it's finished. You know, we'll, we'll welcome you back. Why would they now then say, yeah, but you're not really? Why would they welcome him back for the US Open and then tell Alex Laley, but he's not allowed to play Moscone Cup? That wouldn't make any sense. Just don't let him play the US Open either. Don't give him the opportunity to win the US Open. If you're going to give the guy the opportunity to win the US Open, but you don't want him in Moscone Cup and the guy's playing as well as he's playing, it just doesn't make any sense. You just wouldn't let him play the U.S. Open either, and make sure he can't get in the team. So it—it it just doesn't all add up. This whole idea—it just in my head—it doesn't add up properly, you know. Um, yeah, no. Ronnie Rossi didn't say it on the podcast. See, this is another thing that's rubbish. He did not say it on the podcast that he was told not to pick Fedor. Go listen to it again. Yeah, I think the confusing part of it is he can't
0: use the money list for that. And and that makes that makes sense, right? Because at the end of the day, um, what is Albin on the money list? He's probably top ten, but he has absolutely zero gambling matches. Well Fedor had two gambling matches that contributed to his nearly two hundred thousand or over two hundred thousand, whatever it is. He has two gambling matches in there where if he's putting up twenty K aside uh and he wins that, well then he just won forty K. And that that's contributed towards it. I, I can't remember who who did Fedor play. Um he played Carlo Biato.
2: He played. He played against um, uh, some money that he won was against um, Jeff, uh, Jeff DeLuna. Yeah, Jeff De Luna I, I think him. Carlo Biato.
0: Right. Yeah. So like the whatever they had in the middle that counts towards your money total. Jeffrey DeLuna may have been last year. I think that one might – But I think Carlo uh, Carlo Biato was this year. Uh, Frost did he? He played uh, Scott Frost. Yeah, maybe yeah. one pocket. I would no. assume. Oh, yeah. 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 So that counts towards his money total. Like, so why, why would you take into account a gambling match with one pocket, uh, towards your total and then have it count towards a match room nine ball event? I mean that you can't. So I, I think what, I think what, uh, the confusion there is Alex Laley said that you cannot take into account the, the money rankings because those money rankings can come from all over the place. And theoretically at the end of the day, Tony Chohan's way up in there too. And, Tony Chohan hasn't cashed a. I don't know that he's cashed a a, a non one pocket event this year,
2: but he's close. But they also to, they also don't remove to top 10. on that list. They also don't remove money from your score if you lose a match. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which makes no sense to me as well. So you only get credited for the matches you win, and you don't get penalized for the matches you that you don't win. So just just play loads and loads and loads and loads and loads, <laughs> and hope you win fifty percent of them, and you're top of the list.
0: Yeah,
2: play a money match every week, and you're going to get top of the Azerbaijani list. I'll tell you what: there's a kid in Saudi Arabia, I think it is, who's about to go top of the money list by winning one event. Two hundred sixty-six thousand for the event he's playing just now. Second is eighty thousand. It's finished. I think it's now. The kid gets coached by uh, Johan, and well, technically, he goes top of the money list now. If,
0: well, if I'm not mistaken, there's a there's a Chinese eight ball event that's happening in the coming months too. maybe right after the Moscone Cup. That's first prize is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
2: Yeah. So you, you, these money lists. I I at the know.
0: end of the day, like at the end of the day, like uh, like you can't actually verify the money. Right. So if Jim and I are all right, Jim and I, Jim. Jump on a plane. We're gonna play a a big set uh, next week. We're gonna play a a race to a hundred ten ball for four hundred fifty million dollars.
2: That's it. I'm in Moscone next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Way. I'm gonna win.
2: No, we'll play another. No, no, we'll play another one. We'll we'll run it back. (laughs) We'll 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 play another one straight after. You can (laughs) win that one because I don't get. I don't get that my. I don't get the money taken off my total.
0: (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, like we're we're creating silly. We're creating silly situations, but we all know situations where. I mean, it's happened absolutely where players were playing for X amount of dollars in the middle, and it's it's kind of just used to to sell, I mean, pay-per-view tickets, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like, but if you were actually going to count that towards um, your matchroom rankings, I mean, Mike, you've been listening. What do you think?
1: <laughs> I think we've spent 20 minutes talk, talking about money, and I don't know this has anything to do with money i think it has to do with you know who's the best player and should be on the team and then alex's his decision was at least influenced in some way calling him to focus more on the natural money list otherwise as he picked better hands down. He said that in September that if the last in Fedder, he wouldn't pick anyone in front of either one of them. So, how did that change? And I asked him why. The first thing he said was not Federer didn't play well at the U.S. Open. The first thing he said wasn't a great leader. The first thing he said was I talked with Emily at Matchroom. Okay, that was the first thing he said. Think, think back on that. That was the first response he had to my question. What? That was his response to my question. Talk with Emily. There was some emphasis to be put on her. So he was influenced by that. There's no mm-hmm. doubt in the world he was influenced by that. I didn't think that that's a bad thing to focus more on the ranking. But just say that up front. Don't say that when you're the captain has 100% autonomy and. Make- Making his pick, that—that that to me, I think people have with all this, and—and and it's a problem that I have with it. I, you know, listen, i, I uh, but you can't then say that and say, well, we're focusing more on the money list, the real money list, because David was—and you talk about his experience and his leadership. Niels was ahead of David. Niels has more experience, just as much. Leadership and is one of the best Masconi players ever for team, team Europe. So,
2: but he's not so Spanish.
1: There's some. I'm sorry.
2: He's not Spanish.
1: Because he's not Spanish. He's, lot he's not FSR's best mate. We I'm telling you, it, it's. Of, we are putting a lot of stock in this Spanish hand, handhold back.
2: There is a lot of stock in it. It's a and heavy. It's, opinion, it's yeah. a heavy weighted argument.
1: An opinion, obviously mine. I think that. I think that that's the that that's being used way too casually a to check in this box that the guy speaks Spanish, that's Spanish? no is he Spanish? no I think, he,
0: I think what he's saying is it's just best friends and it all comes back to it all comes back to the idea that because FSR is a rookie we have to hold his hand and make sure that everything's gonna be okay if things go wrong that's what it comes down to <laughs> you can you can spin it any way you want it Jim but that's exactly what it is you're you're trying to hold his hands this things go wrong
2: you you are you are you are putting in a contingency plan for if he doesn't feel comfortable out there you're putting in a contingency if right. if FSR if FSR plays the way he's been playing all year and Jason does what he what he's supposed to do and Alvin does what he's supposed to do and Phila does what he's supposed to do as team captain, you know you've won the Moscone Cup. So if they, those four guys perform, you've won the Moscone Cup.
1: So they don't have the leadership in Francisco unless they have a countryman there. That's what you're saying?
2: It's not. You know, you're, you're making it too black and white. You have the opportunity to have a contingency just in case. And the best contingency is to have his best mate there. That is the best... And it, it just happens to be somebody who has a pretty good Moscone Cup and, record. And I, think,
1: I think most people would argue the best contingency is to have the best player there. And then you don't have to worry about whether you might have plenty of points with the best no. players in the world. If you no, got the four best players in the world, you probably no. don't even need no,
2: you. No, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't, which is why I'm saying if FSR and the, and the three backbones of the team over the last years if they perform the way they're supposed to then it's done and you can say that the best contingency is to put the best player in i can name so many teams that have had the best individuals but do not make a good team the sure. best individuals do not always make the best team yeah Alex, but, yeah, what yeah, yeah but just, just to create just the best team you can
0: stop that jim because th- n- yeah yes you're right mike <laughs> Deshane is the best one of the best three best players in the u.s and he he makes i'm not it just talking about cool. but but no, no what, what, what you know you know damn well that none of these players that we're talking about we have to worry about being bad team dynamic players we've seen it too much time too many times in the past we know whoa, whoa, whoa. that that's not the how, many, how
2: many times have you seen Fedor play playing a team we're not talking about Federer. We're talking about the yes, four You are. This players. is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. It's all about Federer getting in because he's the best player in the world at the moment, apparently. No, no, we're talking proof, about the team dynamic. Give, any- me any, give me any proof whatsoever, any proof whatsoever that on a, on, a Muscan, on a Moscone single table arena in front of a hostile crowd playing short race nine ball in a team event, give me any proof whatsoever that he's better than David Al-Qaeda. Any proof whatsoever. I can give you loads of proof that Al-Qaeda can do it. I'm not arguing with that. What I'm
0: saying is you're talking about a team dynamic and how, how you have to pick a fifth player to make sure that you don't implode a team. You cannot implode a team with Jason, Albin, and Josh. You just can't do it. I mean, there's enough leadership there and there's enough experience there that nothing's going to happen. You can't pick a player that's going to blow it up.
2: No, you can't. Can you pick up? I'm not going to name, not, for, gonna name anybody a, and throw them under the bus. I will.
0: But I happened. will. I picked the worst player for team Say dynamics at Eklund Kachi, and that didn't work. <laughs> right? I, that didn't work. I mean, Eklent Kachi, I mean, if there's a knock on him, he's an amazing talent, but he's not a team guy. And he still won last year with that team, with that core of guys.
2: Correct. Of, so of would, what, would, and, one, and one of those guys was okay sure and if you listen and if you listen to alex and if you listen to alex he said he was one of the guys that stood up and was a leader in that team when things were a little bit tough
0: and and espanol i i I, all i'm saying is that i don't see i don't see who you can you pick two players anywhere in europe any players that you want name them right now who is going to derail josh elbin and jason who can ruin that team
2: it's not about ruining the team. You're, when you're, you're saying, about you're, team what you're, no. What you're doing is what you're doing is you're saying with those guys in it, there is room to put anyone you want in,
0: and and maintain team dynamics.
2: Yes. Ask, okay, run that one by Marcus Shamat and see how that one worked for him. Marcus Shamat was had, not a leader of
1: men. That was a bad. But, captain. Ask him. He, thought, was he captain. thought he that could put anybody
2: in. But, but he wasn't thought, a good Marcus, captain. Thought, Marcus thought he could put anybody in the team as long as he had two or three players. Yes, but Marcus never yes,
0: yes, but Marcus, yes,
1: Marcus never tried to be a Europe, captain. That's because he was reading European posts and social media that the, the you know the number twenty through twenty-five on Europe would be favored against the US. So
2: well, no, I mean, this is No, that's not true. He picked he picked as a rule, as his own rule. He picked the number four in the ranking as his as one of his wildcards every single year because he felt they deserved to be in the team as well, but it yes, doesn't but work. You're, you're not making, the most, your you're not making the most of your wildcards. In you're not making the most of your wildcards. It's not designed for the football
0: But Jim, we're talking about having a leader at the top. And with Alex Laley mm-hmm. as a leader on top, he keeps his players in line. Those players follow after him. Marcus Shmat. We lost
2: yeah. you keeps... We lost you there for a second.
0: Marcus Shamat spent more time with his Napoleon hat trying to make a clown of himself and having fun with the crowd than he did leading his team, from what I saw when I was there.
2: He was okay, having so, fun with
0: it because he never so thought... Alex, Alex
2: Lealy's job, job is to be the leader of the team. Yeah? That's what you said.
0: His job is to be the captain of the team. Is there anything the else that you of want the to team.
2: know? Yeah. When, when, when does that job start? What's the first action that he does as a captain of the team?
0: picks his first wild card well picks i mean wild ones, card. Well,
2: so he's he's started his job as captain of the team and he's made this decision based on what he thinks is best for the team
0: yes but what you're missing jim is like the three players that i'm naming you can't ruin it there's no players that you can pick with how strong of a dynamic those three are going to have without Laley leading them it, like no, you're talking about like
2: so he's chosen but he's he's chosen
0: al-qaeda to be the guy but what but what you're yeah. missing is like you're you're picking Al Qaeda no because problem. you need to like wrap this team together and make sure that it's all gonna be No, there I'm saying that because yeah. the weakest link.
2: that's 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 what swayed it. That's what gave him the benefit of the doubt. Out of all these players you named that he could have put in the team and it wouldn't have made any difference, he's had a look at them and said, What do they bring? You know, other than they could they can all play on that table, they've all proven how good they can be, they all can perform for that four days. It's not about what you Except did in January me. or February, I, it's about what you're gonna do well, on those four days. And he's decided well, Al Qaeda's my man because he's got that extra bonus of FSR. Well, well, Jim, I don't understand ironically what's so difficult I, to Well, well Hold on, hold
0: on, hold on, hold on.
2: Ironically, ironically,
0: on this entire discussion, the one player who hasn't proven that yet is Fedor on that stage.
2: He hasn't. Right. He's never played good on a single... He's never played good in a single-match in arena. Single-table match in arena. Name one event that he's played well in.
0: This is what I... Well, I, I agree with you, actually, on that. Like, Like I said, I mean... Um, Fedor had the opportunity to take the U.S. Open and basically not his spot in, and he didn't do it. If you look at, I'm, not, I'm saying it's a small sample size, to be clear. I'm not saying that Fedor's wields under pressure on these single table events. It's just a small sample size. You give him the next 10, he might snap off the next 10 single table events. He's that big of a talent. But I agree with you that at this point in Fedor's career, when you put him on a single table matchroom event, or even on the stream table of a room event, and you put him against a really tough opponent, he has not lived up to his standard.
2: I mean, the, clo- the closest the closest thing to Moscone Cup, I guess, is the Masters. It's a single table. There's a crowd there. It's pretty short race, nine balls. What's his best result there? Not great, I wouldn't say. I don't think he's got very far in the tournament, has he? I don't think he's made a semifinals. No. He's played in a few of them now. I mean... The Mosconi is unlike anything else. There's very few ev- there's very few events in the year that you can actually look at and say that's comparable to Moscone Cup. But the Masters is one of them. You know, he didn't get into the Champions League pool, I don't think, this year. No, he didn't get into that. There's not the World Cup of Pool. Okay, it's a doubles, but you do play doubles also at Moscone, in front of a crowd, single table match room under the big lights, TV. It's comparable to to some of the matches you'll play. He's performed there as well. You know, I I, I don't see what Federer's done as far as that arena and that pressure, what Federer's done that David hasn't done. There's lots that David's done that Federer hasn't done. Is he playing better at the moment? He's playing lights out. He's playing amazing. You can see the way he's playing when he's in amongst the balls. He just doesn't look like missing. There's no doubt about that whatsoever but it's not just about what you're doing when you're at the table. Yes, getting your points is important, but you've got to be... Alex just knows David better in that, in that environment. And he knows what he has. He knows what he's been given by the ranking. And I guess he just... I, I just still think... There's nothing you can say that convince me that, that a, a is a guaranteed better pick than David. I think David's a safer pick. I think it's a more sensible pick as a captain with what you've already got. Europe doesn't need to be taking any risks. If there's any team that needs to be taking risks and trying something different, it's USA. If Europe, if a European coach just stays sensible and doesn't do anything dumb, they're massive favourites to win this. And that's what they want to do at the end of it. You know? So he's maybe just taking the easy way out, the easy decision, protecting what he has. Perhaps that's what he's doing. But that's all he really needs to do to win it. It's America that has to think outside the box and come out with something, you know, a bit different, in order to try and win this. Europe doesn't have to. Why take the risk? Why bother? Why not just get get the guy you know, and put him in with, you know, and play play it safe a little bit. You you know, better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. It just makes it just makes sense to me. I don't see what I don't. Yeah.
0: I don't. I don't disagree with that, Mike. What do you think?
1: This exit of talking about who's who's better, Federer, David, and who's a better—it's a great bar school sp- sports argument. That's 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 opinion where you, you discuss. My discussion the entire time has been about a process that was deemed to be somewhat. And what that says about the pick—that's
0: so. That's so, Mike, I let me I ask.
1: Keep talking about using the nine ball ranking points. It, it's going to be really, really interesting to me is if Jeremy picks and is allowed to pick Earl or Billy, any of those events. So,
2: Billy's so, on the ranking.
1: What? what is, well, he was on the ranking. He played in the U.S. Open and he won money. So, he's on the ranking. Yeah. So, so, it, it's, it's your focus on that or not uh well mike and, let me ask and, you a
0: question okay so if if, if alex Laley, because i think a lot of the things that you're having a problem with right now is the way alex originally described how he was going to make the pick and then went back on what he described he was going to use if from the beginning alex Laley said i don't care what you think and i don't have to explain myself to you this is my pick live with it would you have been better with that than the way that he went about going, explaining the pick?
1: Well, no, I mean, I said prerogative to say what he wants to say. I didn't expect him to say everything he said, to be honest with you. By my eyes. But I thought, okay, here's a guy who a month ago said he couldn't see not picking Federer, and all of a sudden they had all none of which were not in play in September. David didn't do a pick to change his ar- argument for David, okay? So so, any so, theory thing with, with me, it's just, this is, the, this is the fact. They had discussions about this, okay? And I th- think it did, okay? And if it did, and then uh, picks that fly in the, the face of that, then I scratch my head again. And again, it's not like, like for this or anything like that, it's just—it's it, just you know. I if we, we want to make this and all that stuff, then you know, set round, round rules. If you want to set round rules, print them out. Say this once you say the captain has his wild card picks. If there's no parameters out, stay the hell out of his way. And if not, well,
0: that, that's kind of what I'm—that's kind of what I'm hearing out of you. It sounds like you're saying like you. You heard a process for which he was going to make a pick, and then because he changed his mind, that's what you have the problem with. Where if he'd have told you from the beginning, bump it. I'm going to tell you who I'm going to pick, and you're going to like it, or you're going to, you know, no, no, get no, over I, it. I, I still, you would
1: I still would have. I still would have a problem if I found out later that the there's a fault. how we're making this last wild kind of thing. What parameters are we, we using? What do we favor? That's, that's not.
2: One thing I can promise you, one thing I can promise you, I mean, let's assume Alex is coach again next year. Nobody will be getting any information out of him about anything, about how he's thinking, what he's thinking. No problem. I mean, what this has happened is, is, is he's going to be a closed book next year and nobody's going to get any information out of him whatsoever. No. We'll still ask
1: the questions.
2: No, you won't. You won't be able to ask. Who are you going to ask? <laughs> yeah, who are you
1: going what
2: to I'm ask? Yeah. no. Anyway, Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, well, that's, uh, it, listen. Every Moscone has to have a story, a background story. We had the Errol thing last year. We had we had Johan moving over from uh, Europe to USA. It's always nice when we got these yeah. stories, you know. And I'm I'm seeing stuff on Facebook now how the how the, the the US public have decided that they were going to take them with this with them into the arena and try and. Uh, get under the skin of the European player. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to see once uh, once Jason Shaw gets let loose on uh, on pick number five, whoever that might be. And just, well, to be pro- clear, just to be clear, I don't know who that is. I have to wait for the announcement. <laughs> but yeah, should be
0: good. I promise you the first time David Alkaidi misses a ball, uh, the entire crowd is going to scream, Fedor wouldn't have missed that. I'll guarantee it.
2: Yes, of course <laughs> he will but um but the what the one mistake that's been made is that they've given me and my guys one month to come up with a way to 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 reply to that and to use it in our favor so you know you shouldn't have let that one out you should have waited a little and just uh, oh, thrown it out up, as a surprise because oh, you know that there's, there's when, o- if you want to go down that road there's only going to be one winner
1: we, sure. we need to get over and how much impact we have on all this stuff um but uh, let's look at the US picks.
0: Well, we're, we don't. Yeah, we
1: don't. We're almost halfway through. We're almost halfway through, which is next year's points. And we don't even know what a US pick is. Does that seem weird well, to you guys?
2: Well, nobody well, seems to, nobody seems to be doing anything at the International Open that's going to sway it their way. So I don't understand why we don't know yet.
1: This, this tournament should not have any, any impact on his decision. It's for now i don't i think the pick should have absolutely been made before this tournament started for that very reason and these players feel like they're being watched because yeah because the pick hasn't been made 100 percent and I, I it's just kind of weird to me that it hasn't and but, then, and now because because a new conspiracy theories and or at least conjecture on you know why this is happening happened you know, there's all sorts of stories floating around
2: there is also the possibility that the pick has already been made and matchroom have it and they've just not, decided
1: not, that... not, he told, told me he hasn't sent
2: okay because i was I, thinking i mean I, that, he
1: could he could have and, and be not you know just fair but um,
2: i mean it did occur, it did occur to me that with with everything as a uh, with everything that's going on at the moment and the way that social media has exploded, that they're maybe just going to wait until things calm down and ma- they don't they don't need they don't need this news yet in order to get everything blown up. So they just leave it at the moment until things go a bit quiet and then say, "And here's Jim. Errol.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Jim,
1: you know, you know Emily. Jim, than to introduce a mat room news release in the middle of someone else's tournament
2: like, <laughs> yeah okay yeah ronnie well forward. ronnie knows i'm not salt i'm not salty i'm gonna i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna be having fun like i do all the time i ain't salty i'm quite enjoying it i think it's gonna be great so i don't even know who you are but,
1: yeah. all right
0: guys well why don't uh we're having some audio issues anyway so this is a good time i think to close yeah, out sorry about that it well, it is what
2: it is, Jim. I have to go and start looking for uh, El Matador costumes on the internet and get start <laughs> start growing my uh, my little moustache uh, and uh, learning my cha cha yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim.
0: On <laughs> serious, one word response, one word. Who's number five for USA? Earl. Mike?
1: Wolford.
2: I hope so. I do hope that he's right. I hope it's Wolford.
1: What the hell do I know?
2: I think it's
0: going to be Earl. I do. I think it's (laughs) going to be Earl.
1: I will share with you the latest conspiracy. That Jeremy was kind of told go ahead because Earl couldn't play because he was sick he couldn't play in the US Open and think let's see yeah you know, we'll give you the chance at the US at the international and uh people coincidence that this week Earl has been on his best behavior
0: <laughs> my favorite part about this is like with, back, with the way that his mic is work. breaking up
1: Take that for one.
0: All, it, all, weird, you, all that's coming terrible. through is like Earl, International Open, will be <laughs> on the
2: <laughs> team. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> on I, best thought <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. I
2: it was fantastic on Facebook The Earl did a little interview and they were saying, you know, why, and they asked him why he should be on the Moscone Cup. And he said, that he was can but he, and he was saying, I've just shot 131 straight pool. I think I could play with Scotty Cup. I thought, holy crap, the bar has really been lowered. If all you need to do to get on Team America is shoot 131 balls at straight pool, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> well, I, I think you could even it. shoot 131 balls, Nate,
0: surely. Uh, on your table, I could probably shoot 500, those giant buckets of pockets.
2: You're welcome to come try it whenever you like.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a fun discussion, guys. Why don't we close it out here? And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Let us know in the comments who you think is going to be number five for the Team USA. And uh, other than that, I guess uh, once we have the news, we'll, we'll be out with another podcast. Sound good?
2: All right, guys. Hey, listen. Enjoy the rest of the International Open. Safe travels home. And I'll speak to you yep. soon, yeah?
0: All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.